the salary cap, the myth that it is. And I get it. A lot of people can look into the salary cap and say, well, it's designed so that the owners can have parity in the league. And so the owners will not go overspending or the owners will not say to themselves, we just going to use up all of the resources we got from our immunizations. But no, I look at the salary cap as it relates to this particular team as a bargain for the owners to put put wars between the players. I, I read an article out earlier today from 105.3 The Fan. Shout out to those boys, Sean and RJ. And shout out to uh, Bobby Bell. But what I was looking at and listening to, that those boys literally said that in the salary cap, that they got to either go with Randy Gregory or Demarcus Lawrence or Amari Cooper. Not all three of those guys will be available. Now, if you cut Amari Cooper, that's 16 million. That's a lot of money, right? And if you cut Demarcus Lawrence, that's eight. Now, if you look at what Randy Gregory is looking to get paid far as money-wise, he's looking to get paid Demarcus Lawrence the type of salary now of course we're in the year 2022 so the salary range for Randy Gregory looking to get paid what Demarcus Lawrence got is now old because that's not what I think Demarcus Lawrence got paid in 2018 that's a long time from now right so it's, it's one of those things whereas we look into this and we say to ourselves how do you keep all three without raging the war between Demarcus Lawrence Camp, Randy Gregory Camp, and Amari Cooper? 16 and 8 equals 24 million. Would that be enough money to put aside to pay Randy Gregory? That is the situation. It's flat out is the situation. So it's difficult. It's flat out difficult to be into this this space as it relates to Cowboys content and Cowboys talk track of what's going to happen down the line. Now, Cowboy Nation, we've been in this environment before. We've been down this road before. And all I can tell y'all, buckle up because the off season, oh my gosh, the off season is just like this. Room for a lot of ambiguity, room for a lot of doubts, and especially when you are looking at this team and what happened and what all transpired right in the playoff game. Us being 12 and 5 and being the first ticket in and the first ticket out, one and done. A lot of people are not happy with that. I know you guys not. Appreciate you for jumping in. Brian, thank you for being a participant. Thank you. We got Brian in the house. And uh, let me know if the audio is straight, Brian. 
Uh, you're going to have to be the guinea pig today. <laughs> and I'm using all I can with the resources I got. Come on. There we go. Finally. All right. I was able to share this content here. Sounds good. Appreciate you. So I was having a discussion about salary cap to myself. And uh, right now, the conversational line is, of course, of course, Randy Gregory, free agent. J. Ron Curse, free agent. Demarcus Lawrence, you can save $6 million if you cut him. No, $8 million. $8 million if you cut him. And I, I don't like the idea of cutting anybody. And on top of that, Amari Cooper, you can save $16 million if you cut him. Now, before we pull out the knife, <laughs> don't shank me with the butter knife. But I come here to tell you guys, I don't care if it's $24 million. You know, if you cut Demarcus Lawrence and you cut Amari Cooper, hoping and wishing that you can get someone, you can get someone to bring the level of production. I get it. Demarcus Lawrence didn't play up to the level that we want him to play for his contract, but we can see with our natural eyes when he's out there, you can't run on that side of the field, right? Appreciate everybody for jumping in. Uh, Brian says, Brian says, I think Cooper is gone. I hope not, but it's, it's a game. It's a war between salary cap and production. How are you going to get the production? You can wish and hope that the level of production that you're going to get it's from the unknown, from someone who never played with the silver and blue on, right? We can wish and hope that C.D. Lamb can turn the corner around, but there's no evidence that C.D. Lamb by himself is able to lead this team. And, of course, I love what Parson is able to bring to the table. But what I refuse with Parsons is to overwork him. If you don't have all of the things in place and you say, well, I cut Demarcus Lawrence, so now Parsons is going to fill that role. I like Parsons being everywhere on the field. I like Parsons being able to blitz through the A gap or B gap or flex him out wide to be the edge guy, juxtaposed to only being on the edge. So that is how I look at it. So I look at it like, yeah, if you want to save $24 million. Okay, cool. That's that's fine. But, but be careful what you're doing because you're changing your entire team by hoping that CD Lamb is ready, by hoping that you if you use some of that money to re-sign Michael Gallup, or since Juju Smith was down here, I think that's his name, Juju Smith Schuster. Since he was down here, uh you, you say, okay, I'm gonna sign you, and we're gonna get the levels of reductions of what Amari Cooper brought to the table. I don't like that idea. No, I don't. 
Um, appreciate everybody for tuning in. I thank you. Uh, said Rupert, appreciate you for jumping in. Xfinity man, what the yin and the yang? I like that. And is that TTP? Appreciate you. Thank you for jumping in. Jamison Williams and Andre Booth are our dudes. I love Cowboys. I love for the Cowboys. Yeah, you love for those guys. Now, Jamison Williams, oh my gosh. Now, that's just the rule of the dice, right? You don't know what he's going to look like coming off of the injury. One can say that the type of injury is a, is a common one. But man, you're talking about gambling. Now, when I was live earlier on my YouTube page, uh, someone brought up Calvin Ridley. You know, he's on the streets. Basically, he, he requiring or requesting to be on the streets because he really don't like the uh, platform or where he's at or area where he's at. And I was sitting there saying, my goodness, if that's the case in the scenario, I wouldn't give get rid of Mari Cooper, hoping that Calvin Ridley would be that guy. But I for dog sure would like to see Amari uh, Cooper, Calvin Ridley, and C.D. Lamb. And you can work out a deal with Michael Gallup. Those, those four wide receivers strong. But Jamison Williams, I mean, man, his tape is just crazy. If he's there at the 24th pick, I wouldn't mind rolling the dice to go get him, though. Uh, right now, they freed up $16 million by re- constructing or moving money around for from Dak Prescott contract and uh, the overall money that we have now I think we were negative 13 million in a hole so that put us at a positive 3 million dollars <laughs> like for real for real they got no they got no 101 yeah like a negative 12 so we we are right at three billion dollars so like three million dollars out of the hole now three or four give or take i mean we eating right now i think 6.8 million dollars of dead money from Jalen smith contract yeah we, we still got a lot to do um i think march the 21st or the, or the 25th or something like that is when the uh the money kick in for amari cooper and I know John Stephen Jones, he's going to be looking at this thing saying, hey, 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 you know, he he, he loves to uh, penny pinch and there may be some hard cuts. All right. So let me see how I can read these discussions. I appreciate y'all. OK, I just had to click this button over. OK, now I can see the discussions. Appreciate y'all, man. I, I'm learning, man. I'm building the plane while it's in the air, man. All right. So I got you. I got you. Shout out to you, Brian. Appreciate you, man, for getting more fans in here. Um, how you feel about Biotis, long term, dude, or just a stopgap guy? Uh, Biotis is 50-50 because we didn't get a chance to see weight room Biotis. And I don't know if that's a Joe Philbin situation, but he regressed as the center. You know, uh, his first year, although he only played like, you know, half of the, like three or four games, he had high promises, man. And, and coming out of college, he went to the same college Travis Frederick went to. But you can clearly see that Biotis is not strong so 
and he get worked. And as we all say, the offensive line, you are only strong as your weakest link. So the problem is, the problem is, is, is this right here. Objectively looking at it, it could be a combination of twofolds problem, meaning that Tyler B. Oddish downfall could been could have been Connor Williams not playing right or not playing up to par. Or it could just be Tyler B. Oddish just not strong enough. Right? So when they squeeze inside from the A gap, he get knocked out of his way, and you see Tyler B. Oddish in the lap of Dak Prescott being, being picked up and moved back. Now, we do have first team Zach Martin to the right of him. And Zach Martin, although he's first team, didn't play his best this season, right? But that could have been a combination of, like I said, Connor Williams and Tyler Biotis. Now, Connor Williams, believe it or not, best season from a numeral aspect of it. Worst season as relates to holding. And it's hard to equate whether or not Connor Williams is any good or not or poor technique when you have 15 penalties. That's a lot of penalties, man. That's a lot. 15 holding penalties, by the way. It killed us. He gave up 150-some yards, man, over penalties, man. That's a lot. So Connor Williams gone. Tyler Biotis is still here for at least three years, right? Two, two, two more years or so. Uh, I have a saying: Do you tra- do you move Tyler for Tyler? Tyler Lindenbaum, he might be right there at the twenty fourth pick. He's a center. I think he can give you some guard action too. So it, it will be it will be hard pressed, man. Not to uh, try to re- rearrange that. Uh, Zion, he, Zion Johnson could be that guy. Uh, he could be that guy. Uh, mm, it just depends. Right now, if if Tyler falls to twenty four, if you don't see him falling all the way down there far, uh, I, I can see that. I, I can see where you're coming from on that. And here, here's the thing. Who saw Creed Humphreys, you know, <laughs> last season? Because Creed played pretty good for the Chiefs. He's he's been remarkable for those boys. And we need something like that to happen for us. I'm all team BPA, that's my philosophy. Best player available. Regardless of team needs, uh, I, I get it. You know, a lot of people say, nah, uh, draft what you need. But when you draft need, and then if you draft scheme, then that could be a problem too. Meaning that you'll draft a Taco Charlton versus TJ Watts, right? Because I'm drafting to fit my scheme. No, no, I'm drafting BPA all day, best player available. So, if somehow on my board I got Derek Stingley 
that's my top guy. It's the 24th pick, and we already said, well, hey, 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 Law, we already had Kelvin Joseph. We need a, a we need a an offensive lineman. Go ahead and get Darian Kennard right now, you know, or go get let's say Ed Ingram. Let's go get these boys. No. If my board says, if, and I'm doubting if Stingley is going to be there, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah, Kenyon Green, he gone. And I would love to have that six foot four, 330-pound monster inside. Oh, my God. Dak Prescott would love it, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Uh, you really like that cornerback from Florida? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think edges are pretty good and cornerbacks. Cornerbacks are pretty good. Yeah. Cornerback from Florida, 6'2, 193 pounds. Yeah. He's pretty good. Pretty good. Don't sleep on Roger, uh, the Auburn uh, cornerback as well. And Ahmad Gardner. Don't, don't, don't sleep on those guys. All right, so will they trade any player? Uh, one thing I know about the Cowboys, they don't trade. Ooh. It, well, when they do trade, it's crash and burn time, right? Back against the wall, right? When we do trade, we traded for Robert Quinn. He was only here for a cup of coffee. Didn't do well here as much as we thought. I think he did decent, in my opinion went off to Chicago because we didn't want to pay him. He was injured a little bit. And then this season, he played his butt off, right? And then we traded for uh, Amari Cooper. But we was three and five at the time. House was burning down. Let's say, let's say okay, let's hurry up and get somebody in now. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Um, um our offensive line is getting old. That's why I, I, I literally, literally threw a party when I found out that uh, Tyra Smith and Zach Martin said, you know what, we're not gonna entertain the world by going to this Pro Bowl. We're gonna sit it out. So the Cowboys, quick fix for the offensive line. Hear me out, don't shank me with the butter knife. If they refuse to do anything as relates to being draft heavy in the offensive line room for the first two picks, this would be the quick fix. Don't sleep on Josh Ball. He's he's going to be a great in this system. He just had to get his mind together. He had that high ankle sprain, right? And they kind of redshirted. But if you look at his college tape, he's solid enough to be inserted in as that left tackle. Quick fix as much as he do not want to be here as the left guard, somebody have to have the cojones and the fortitude of their minds to look big Lyle Collins in his eyes and say, hey, you're left-handed anyway. You're a big boy. You never gave up a sack in your career at guard. We're going to move you back at left guard. I know you're getting right tackle money, but naturally you are. You are a guard. I know, I know, Cowboy Nation, when you look at Connor McGovern, not Connor Williams, 
and said, man, when he was playing left guard this year, it didn't look right. But think about this. If, if you go all the way back to Penn, he played some center. So what I would do, I will make it a three-way competition. Iron sharper and iron steel, sharper steel. You guys know how I feel when I say this. It will be a battle between Mike, not just Mac, but Matt Forniak, Connor McGovern, and Tyler Biotis at that center. I will make it a full, full, no politic fight for that center role. Zach Martin, he's straight. <laughs> he's off his furniture. He's he's not going anywhere at right guard. And then, of course, Terrence Steele would be my right tackle. We were six. We went on a six and zero run with Terrence Steele at right tackle. How do you guys like that lineup? Let me know if you guys like that lineup. And that's without even moving in the draft right you can still draft somebody but what i'm saying is if you don't draft draft someone in the first and second round as offensive line you can literally do that movement and i think that this team will be a whole lot better as it relates to offensive line oh uh if Ty i think tyreek trip yeah yeah tyreek hill did trip yeah <laughs> yeah Um, let's see. That guy knows 101 says also Pollard is like a monster. Yeah, Pollard all season, just after he you know kind of got tripped up a little bit, he was averaging 7.2 yards per attempt. That's 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 nothing, that's nothing to sneeze at. Then it dropped off right around the latter part of the year, but. I want you guys to know, too, that the Cowboys were fourth ranked in rushing up until that Denver Broncos game. You, you want to know what changed outside of the injury, dare I say, of Rain Dakota Prescott, calf muscle, and he coming back, what have you? Musical chairs with the offensive line. They kicked Terrence Steele to the left side of the field. <laughs> And they inserted Lyle Collins back into that right tackle role. I would be doing some wholesale changes. I, I would try to get back to Cowboys football, a balanced approach. We all love Dak Prescott, but we got to look at Dak Prescott and be real with some realism, with real eyes and say, hey, we can't win with Dak Prescott throwing the ball. 35 to 40 times a game. I think the sweet number for Dak Prescott, objectively speaking, is 25 to 30 attempts. That's throwing the ball. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please don't, please don't hate me for, for, for saying that. I know you look at the money and you say, hey, this man is getting paid $160 million. If we want him to throw the ball 50 times a game, he needs to do that. No, 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 no. The key is 25 to 30 times. And I think the Cowboys are undefeated when I think Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard touches the ball north of 25 times. Think of recipes. If you really love the peach cobbler, if you love the apple pie or the pecan or pecan pie, you gotta follow the recipe. I can't make apple pie 
out of pecans and what the Cowboys want to do so badly is trying to re event the willow or, or, or pretty much make pecan pies out, out of apple pie. I just can't make this stuff up. Make it a balanced game. Make it a balanced game. Pollard needs Zeke and Zeke needs Pollard. I agree. And if you guys go all the way back, and I know we didn't blow out the Chargers, but man, that opening drive was the prettiest drive of all time for the Cowboys 2021 season. They came out of that thing with two back sets. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, because Pollard is shifty enough to, to run wheel route or receiver routes but it forces the opposition to get up out of certain defense concept when you have two back sets for the life of me i don't know why the reason kellen moore decided to say you know what we're good with just one back setups right and i like the 12 personnel we was rolling real good with the 12 personnel right but I still would like to see Tony Pollard and Ezekiel in the backfield at the same time. Yeah, yeah. All day. Yeah, you know, NYK all day. Yeah, man. You've been, you've been yelling from the heavens. Two back sets, you know. It's, it seems sometimes cowboy fans and, and and just observers, you know, it seems as if though we know more about the team than some of the, you know, <laughs> the staff. We've been sitting there like I I never forget when they had Byron Jones playing safety, and I was yelling, "Yay! Put Byron Jones at cornerback, and he'll go All Pro, or he'll make it to the Pro Bowl. He get he'll play better." They refuse, refuse, refuse. And then Chris Richard come here and he said, you know what? Byron Jones remind me of Richard Sherman. He's long. You know, I'm not saying that Byron Jones is Richard Sherman. Let me just move him at cornerback, by the way. And bam, moved him at cornerback. And he got paid all of that money to go to Miami land, right? So you got to play to the player's strength, right? Because we get it. Connor Williams undersized. I had a uh, a guy who used to be an official communicated to me and said, you know, the reason why we pretty much call a lot of flags on Connor, he's undersized. And when he get beat, he tends to reach. He got short arms. <sighs> he got, that's why you see all of those penalties because they're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's undersized to get moved out the way. I believe Connor Williams would have been a better tackle than inside as a guard. You know who else got short arms? Rashawn Slater got short arms. They ain't playing around with him. They keeping him at tackle, right? And of course, Rashawn Slater is a whole lot better than Connor. I'm not trying to make that symmetry or, or comparisons, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? Yes, Slater is. Yes, Slater is a whole lot stronger. (laughs) 
Uh, just like uh, when I did the Jordan Davis film and somebody hit me up and said, hey, Lord, we got Big Bo. Man, Big Bo ain't nothing but a bobo on Jordan Davis' arm. And then he plucks off. <laughs> Jordan Davis bench press 405, baby. I don't care if it's only two downs. Man, you put that big plug inside, man. <laughs> you talking about somebody moving stuff out the way. And normally late third quarter around fourth quarters that's when you get majority of your sacks that big boy been leaning on you first and second quarter shoot <laughs> he gonna make you pay that's why he's the type of pick if the cowboys go with a big boy which i doubt it big defensive tackle he will he will allow parsons to eat at linebacker and when we get Jabril Cox back into the fold, he would allow those boys to eat as linebackers. The DBs would play better because there's no pocket to step up inside. Oh, you wonder why we couldn't get a sack on Jimmy Garoppolo? Because he climbed the pocket with no pressure inside. I like Osa. I like Navel Gallimore. But also hit the rookie wall and he wasn't getting any pressure. Carlos Watkins, hey, Carlos Watkins, unbelievable this year, but he's still just Carlos Watkins, baby. You put a big boy inside, it's it's gonna require two. And I recall even Jordan Davis said, Hey, when I see two on me, that means somebody running free. We need help in the core areas of the, on this team. Every time I think of Ray Lewis, and I'm not saying that Parsons is Ray Lewis. I'm not going to paint that man into a corner. But Ray Lewis had Tony Saragusa. Y'all remember him? And, uh, and not, before he had Hello to Naughty, he had uh, Big Sam Adams. Those big boys, baby. It helps. These in the boom. They had Big Maybane. Everybody talking about everybody else, but they forget about Big Maybane. Big Maybane will gobble, 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 right? Allow Bobby Wagner and all of those linebackers to run free. Cam was like, yeah, I'm coming down inside the box. I know I'm not going to have a lot of trash on me when I hit. People fail to realize you need those, those big boys. Yeah, Sarah Gusa and Adams, they, they were big boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when they, when they got going, they, they went and got a haloti. I would never forget when I was banging the table for Vita Veda, you know, although he, he went before we had a chance or opportunity. Shoot. You like those linebackers for the Buccaneers. You got to give props to Vita for gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, I just wanted to test this one out, man. I love the interactions. I love all of you guys tapping in and, and listening to me rumble and chat around. Uh, I'm going to get better at this, and I really appreciate you guys, man. Uh, share this, let people know, subscribe to the channel, and uh, let this thing go the best way possible for the Cowboys' future. I get it. You know, a lot of people looking at, uh, the NFL is rigged. Well, life is rigged. You just got to figure it out, right? So... <laughs> Let's stay focused. Hey, watch the Senior Bowl. Let's, let's go look for our pet cat. 
let's go look for our pet cat because you know a couple of years ago they had Terrence Steele and he didn't look the way he looked now you know but at least we had got a chance to see some good tape out of him so let me know of your pet cat in this uh, senior bowl I like that Jermaine Johnson kid oh my gosh man he made me don't want that (laughs) that uh, Ken Art guy you know because of the way he folded him up (laughs) the first two days so let's go. Let's go get this thing going the best way possible. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Go Cowboys. I'm going to figure out how to end it. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. There you go. Salute.